This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. You obviously didn't skate today, and we're going to have to make a call here eventually, very soon here, what we're going to do with him. The, nothing's off the table with Nikolai right now, let's put it that way. And we're just, again, we're going to have to, uh, that's decisions that, you know, the other people will make. But right now we're, as we speak right now, we're not there. So we'll just, it's, I know it's, I'm talking around the, the question, but I can't give you the definitive answer on that. I can't. Head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Rick Bonus, um, just a little while ago, uh, following the morning skate, an optional morning skate for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, talking about Nikolai Ehlers, um, who skated yesterday, didn't skate today. Um, sort of ominous comments there, Jim Toth, uh, about the condition of, of sort of where Nick Ehlers is. I, we know that the issue that he's dealing with, a lower body injury, isn't healing the way that the team or, or Ehlers himself would want it to. So it sounds like to me that there's potential here perhaps even big potential that Ehlers uh, could be out long term yeah this is very very disturbing news and let's just go through the timeline for all our listeners um in case they they did miss some of this but yeah. so he got injured and was listed as day-to-day and then that two games into two games into the season yeah. right uh, after the second game there and so then it became uh, a thing of, it was on a morning skate right he went to try to go in Denver there I believe and mm-hmm. he left the morning skate. So that tells me that, you know, oh, I tweak something, but then I'll I'll get out there. And, and during the morning skate, it didn't go well. He left during that time. And then the day-to-day became week-to-week. And then I think about two weeks ago, just prior to they went on that last road trip, Rick Bonus said that, it, you know, he's healing. He's just not healing as quickly as we thought he would. And he might skate on this trip, which he didn't. And then when they got home, he wasn't skating again on the trip. Rick Bonus said that uh, I think he'll. We we're hoping that he'll skate when we get home. Now he did skate yesterday, and and Rick Bonus said, you know, depending on how he comes back in today, which is this morning, um, you know, we're hopeful he'll skate again today, and we'll go from there. Well, not skating today, and this news that Rick is talking about tells me that that injury did not respond well once again to skating, um, and so then. The questions are, and I don't know this, but usually when this happens, it means, you know, now we have a decision to make. Do we keep waiting for another couple of weeks and hope for what we've been hoping for for the past couple of weeks, or do we bite the bullet and have some surgery on something? Yeah, nothing's off the table. And I I don't know that for a fact. I'm just, in my experience and your experience, Cam, and I think most people listening understand that's how it works too. And and that's an ominous place to be. Like, you could do the... The fact that it hasn't responded um, significantly or to the degree that he's not skating again today tells me that waiting even longer might not be the best option. Yeah. But the other option is is you do it and it's months and then, you know, is he even after that? Like I'm, I'm just guessing, but I think it's a groin. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that those are things that even after surgery, you might need to do what they've been doing, wait a couple months before rehab and stuff like that. So it's all ominous. They're going to make a decision soon. They're trying to find a way to get him, you know, not lost for the season. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the right thing to do at this point. But to my point is I, I don't know what what they should do because if they wait another month and it still doesn't respond and then have to have surgery – 
But I also think that when you have surgery on something, if it is a groin, that even the re- recovery from that doesn't mean he'll play again this year. Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets, they're, they're in a tough spot in this situation. Of course, you need to lose Mason Appleton on the right side. He's on IR. He's going to be missing the next two to three months. Um, and we'll wait and see how that is. Morgan Barron also on IR. Logan Stanley, he's on IR as well. Uh, Billy Hainala, he's been recalled uh, from the Moose. Over 11 games they're on, the Moose are on their way to Texas today, so they called them up ahead of that. I was, that's when I was expecting them to move a, a, a guy up after Mason Appleton went down. Uh, but with 11 games with the Moose this season, Hainola uh, has zero goals and, and seven assists. And uh, here's Bones talking about Hainola uh, and a conversation uh, that he had with the young defenseman. I'm hearing great reports on his uh, last couple of games. So listen, he's a big part of the future of the of the franchise. You, want, you look at the way the league is played today. Uh, offensive defenseman, you need the mobility, you need the passer, you need the guy to join the rush. He fits that bill. Um, so that's why he was a first-round pick, and we still have great hopes for him. Like, I'm just trying to tell, explain to him that the, the way you play is the way the league is, is being played now, so you need a little more experience. But he was disappointed in the start of his season but he's very happy with his play right now so we've got to get to the point where we're getting a phone call from uh, the staff down there saying this guy is he's too good for the league and you need to get give a look at him now Uh, we haven't got there yet but we're getting a lot closer and I just want him to know that when that time comes that we will give him a good opportunity sounds like a very uplifting uh, talk that uh, Rick Bonus and Ville Hainala had. Also, just to just to add on this, Jim, and I'll get you to weigh in on 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 Bonus's comments there. A uh, couple of guys game time decisions um, today uh, for the game today. Of course, um, Winnipeg Jets Hall of Fame night. They're going to see uh, Tepo Newman in as well as Timu Solani uh, get their uh, numbers and their names up in the rafters today. So um, those changes, of course, uh, I, I, I I don't think you're going to be seeing Hinola play today. If there was going to be, uh, say, a defenseman, perhaps Dylan DeMello, who missed uh, a, a day of practice earlier today, if he's one of those players, I don't know this, but if he's one of those players that is considered uh, a game-time decision here by Rick Bonus, you, you definitely see Capo Bianco uh, slot into that spot. So uh, I, I think I would say unlikely that you're going to see Ville Hainola tonight. Uh, but I, 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 I thought that that was such a strong comment uh, by Rick Bonus there about the future of Ville Hainala on this team, and while also balancing it with where he is right now. Well, this is for all of Jets Nation who are in on this Ville Hainala thing. And I look, we hear from a lot of people on social media, and I know for a fact that doesn't represent majority of of everybody. But Ville Hainola is fine. Um, if you complain about asset management with the Jets, this is the perfect asset management. He's going to play this year. He's going to play some games for the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. He's going to be coming off an ELC contract with not much of a resume, and, and you're going to own his rights, and he's a big part of this future. There is no rush for this. And you already lost a Kovacevic on the waiver wire, so you don't want to lose a veteran that might deplete your depthness and all that. Mm-hmm. But I, for, I, I know for a fact nobody is looking at Vili Hainola like he's Nick Patan or like he's Burmistroff or like he's Sammy Niku. That's just not happening. Jack Roslovic. <laughs> Jack Roslovic. It was a healthy scratch on a depleted Columbus team. Billy Hainola is a massive part of the next six years of this Winnipeg Jets team while they own his rights. I think that's such an important part the of The next this game. six years, he's so going to be an important, important big part of this team. And, and people just need to understand that. There's no ruining a guy with 
putting him in the minors. There's no ruining a guy by making him a healthy scratch tonight if it happens and watching from the press box. He's an extremely talented, gifted defenseman who has worked enormous part of his game. Now, I know he and his agent are upset because they want to be in the NHL. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. And he and his agent, and his agent's looking at this next contract that's pending, and without any NHL games on a resume, he's not going to be owed a lot. That's great asset management. And I also don't think that the Jets are doing this to asset manage. Like, they're not trying to get a low next contract out of Vili yeah. Hainola. They're trying to do what's best for the organization, asset management-wise and development-wise for Vili Hainola. But that being said, he's going to play some games for this team this year. And I don't think they take it as a knock for what he said to his agent or the fact that he's a little bit unhappy. I think that's driving him. I understand from Dave Manouk of Illegal Curve, he had mm-hmm. his best game, his last game for the Moose. And look, when I saw him two weeks ago against Iowa, he played like a guy, and the body language was, and this was a week after his agent said what he said, who wants, you know, who's frustrated. He didn't. His body language was kind of... So to go from look, I'm not happy and I think I should be in the NHL, to having his best game two weeks later, that's great. He's hungry, he's driven, and he's going to be a big part of this. There's no rush to this, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think he deserved a call-up from what I understand the last two to three weeks has been. I think he's going to get into probably, I would say, multiple games this year for this Winnipeg Jets lineup. Yeah, And then it's on him. It's on him to outshine and outplay somebody on this roster. And if he doesn't, he'll be on the NHL roster next year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely 100% agree with that. Um, I mean, Rick Bonus said that also as well, that as long as it depends on how long he's going to be uh, on this roster, on the 23-man roster, and the longer he's on there, the better chance he is going to be able to slot into a game. And when he gets that opportunity, Jim... It's up to him, just like you just said, to capture it, grab it, and make it so that the that the team can't go when the coaches meet after the game. They can't go. Well, we you know we can't send this guy back down. He he's 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 too dynamic. Or he the coach the to say, I don't well. want to send him back down. I don't want to send him back down. Yeah, I, that's I need, a good point. I need, that's a good point. I need him to help me win games. This is what he's done, and. If you think of the games that he's played for the Jets, there's been some very good ones. I don't want to say, like, but there's also been some ones that you're like, eh. Like, just as for any young player. Yeah, you're you're just looking at a guy going like, that's a a mistake that a young defenseman that is not used to the pace and the speed and and the skill of of the NHL. That's, That's what I look at those issues and say, like, you know what? If you give him five years, he won't be making that same issue. And I'm just speaking to if some he of the fans. Yeah, point, some yeah. of the fans we hear from that just say, well, look, like he's better than this guy, or he's, a, he's not. He might be on par with somebody, but he doesn't have the experience yet. And, mm. and so I look forward to him getting in the lineup. I look forward to see how he's continued to develop. But you can't argue with 9, 4, and 1 and the fact that, well, Villy would have you 9 or 10, 3, and 1. Like, that's just... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the defense has worked really good this year, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's been a it's been a bright spot. That's for sure, absolutely. Anyways, let's uh, head into our first break here of the program. Uh, we'll come back. Hey, Winnipeg Jets Hall of Fame night. Timu Solani, Teppo Newmanen. Um, I'm going. I got, my, I got my Jets jersey on. I think I might... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in a conversation with the wife right now. I think i got to get that uh, reverse retro with the old 90s Jets <laughs> oh, logo. Oh, good luck with that. I'm not winning it so far. but The I holiday just, season is coming. And I might just go right under her nose on this one. You might, you might have to write a letter to Santa. <laughs> 
And when she well, you know, she I don't goes know to leave Santa, the house yeah. and it's underneath her car keys and says, what is this? I go, oh, that's my letter to Santa. And just, yeah, I don't mm. know if Santa's making a trip to the synagogue this year. Oh, yeah, sorry. I don't know, it's okay. But there's the holy holidays. <laughs> You don't give. The whole, you, Santa, you know what? The menorah. You could give just it off. It what, by is, the menorah. what is? I don't want. I'm not a big Friends fan. What is it? The uh, the the holiday armadillo with like Ross or something. What are? Yeah, it could I'm not be. A really like. I'm not really a big Friends guy, but I know that. There you go. The holiday yeah. armadillo, honey. <laughs> I, Underneath your car keys. <laughs> Just leave it under the car. Or just the sticky note that says, I want this. I want, please. Like, oh, how did you know? Don't how ever you know take I... advice from me. I don't know. You'll no. ne- you're never getting no, that No, believe now. me. That was one of the yeah, first things. I apologize yeah. to everybody. No, your girlfriend said that to me. She actually got a hold of me on Twitter. No. So don't believe to a word he ever says. I know. Um, what's your favorite Timo Solani and Tempo Newman in memory? Sexy show, 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Uh, Bill in St. James says, Timu... The Finnish Flash is self-descriptive. I have no stand-up memory of Teppo, just but a testament to the constant, steady, reliable defensive play that he was. And this other text I got from yesterday that I really wanted to read today, we were, I was holding on to some of them. My son and I were on the upper deck of the old barn the night Timu scored that famous goal followed by the gun salute. The upper deck was shaking so much with everyone jumping with excitement, and then we went on to lose that game. What a night. Pre-game show at 5, puck drop at 7 right here on 680 CJOB. Get there early uh, for the ceremony. Um, might be some changes, but we'll get into uh, the, the potential lines for the game coming up today. When we come back, don't go anywhere. And the Palomino, Palomino stories. Oh, uh, I think we'll keep those close to the vest. Yeah, you've got some explaining to do, Cameron Poitras. We'll be right back. I got nothing to say. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. So we've been driving around Winnipeg, uh, River Heights, and showing all the. You could have found his house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it was painted green. Uh, it used to be white, but 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 yeah, everything was there. So it was it it, it has been nice to to have family here again, and and um, and my daughters here. They haven't been in Winnipeg, so it's the first time, and you know it's been it's been great to uh, show them uh, the city and where we used to hang out and tell stories. Of of the past and meet all 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 the friends we have here so uh so really uh really really great time and uh and it's been fun did you show all the bars and the palomina club yeah yeah (laughs) everything was everything uh teppo newman and timu solani there um you know jim I, i i would be thrown off the air if I said to our listeners right now, text the show 204-780-6868 and tell us the craziest thing you did or you saw at the old Palomino Club, um, I probably wouldn't, I'd be just like arrested outside. They, they definitely throw me out of this building, take away my, my microphone, my headphones, all that good stuff. This is an entire show. Like I might on the Jim Told show spend two <laughs> hours one day just going from one o'clock till three, open I, phones, Tell me your best Palomino story. <laughs> I'll tell you this. It might be my last show ever, it w- but it would be your last show. It would show. be listened to. It would be electric. It would be electric. And you might have to like go through like I don't know like going like when you're, you you see these guys and they're like testing like horrendous diseases inside these labs <laughs> and they got to go through like a full contamination. You might need that as well. The st- the street meat alone. 
Like, there were nights where I didn't even go to the Palomino, <laughs> but about 1.30 in the morning, I was thinking, man, I'd love a Palomino hot dog now, right now. that hot dog, I don't know, maybe it was what was going on beforehand, Jim. I think it might have something to do with it, but that was a f- fantastic hot dog. By the way, that is about the fourth or fifth time in my experience yeah. of, of being in this city and when Timu would come back for whatever dinner or whatever event has dropped the I think a key to the city once he's dropped the Palominos yeah he actually said oh, do you get a key to the Palomino instead of key to the city and so I I wonder what you know happened there but the other story about this when I moved out here in 2005 mm-hmm. I had two friends one actually happens to be Brad Lauer the Jets assistant coach and he was the assistant coach where I was covering the Western Hockey League at the time with the Kootenai Ice and when I was moving to Winnipeg he said well you know good luck to you out there and you got to check out the Palomino Club I'm like, is that what you used to do back in your day? He goes, it was the King's Head or the Palomino Club that, you know, visiting t- teams would always end up at on on a after a jet after playing the Jets. Yeah. And the other one was a friend of mine I played slow pitch with who worked at a car dealership and part of his job was picking up vehicles. So he'd often be flown to Calgary or flown to Winnipeg to pick up vehicles and drive them back to the car dealership. Um I I, I don't know if it was a dealership, but it was like a car salesman thing. And um he would say you got to go to the Palomino Club. And I'm like, what is that? And he's like, it's the world-famous Palomino Club. I go, yeah, I know what exactly. a Palomino is. What is it? And he's like, I, he was stunned that I'd never heard of it, first of all. Yeah. But then he was like, it's a it's a bar, and it's just great. And The old, the old pal was a microcosm and an exact facsimile, I'm pulling that word up there, um, of... Winnipeg. It was all walks of life. It was everything. Like it was world famous, literally. Like yeah. you would go to different parts. I, I've People, been to the everybody States. Everybody knew about it. Everyone knew about the pal. I've been to the States where I'd run into somebody from whatever, I forget where it was, Milwaukee or Chicago. Maybe it was Kansas City, but they brought up like, oh, is that the place where the Palomino Club is? There no, the- it was, I was at a bar prior to an afternoon Cubs game in Chicago. Oh. And the bartender gave me a koozie. And uh, I was like, oh, this is great. And I was with a couple of buddies going to the afternoon game. And she goes, well, your buddies have koozies you don't hear from whatever bar this was yeah. by Wrigley Field. And she said, no, no worries, but if you're ever, you know, back here, bring a Palomino Club koozie. And I was like, <laughs> holy cow. R- Roberta texts the show, 204-780-6860. I met my husband at th- of 30 years at the Palomino Club, New Year's Eve 91. My Uncle Richard and my Aunt Michelle met at the Palomino Club as well. And my... Uh, See, it's not just a bar. It's, 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 a, it's a place... Love was found. Love was found. And just really quickly here, uh, we're going to bring in Derek Taylor. He's down in Regina. But my... Um, uh, and he's going to join us just really, really quickly here. Um, but uh, my, my father-in-law knew the hot dog guy outside. And uh, let's just say he was making big bank. He's my my father-in-law used to visit with him. Um, I think his name is Steve. They used to talk all the time. He used to. He was actually a frequent um, a frequent flyer of his uh, for uh, the vegetarian hot I dogs out on out on Broadway. Millionaire. He was making he was making big. Derek money. Taylor knows food, so we'll ask him. But yeah. I once like loved the street meat hot dog outside the palace so much that I bought two and I ate one on the cab ride home. And the next day, I got up and warmed it up. And the one on the cab ride home was the best thing I ever ate, and the one the next day was the worst thing I ever ate. <laughs> but same hot dog. It was weird. A DT, he's joining us uh, from Regina, of course, voice of the Bombers here. Derek, how you doing, man? Not bad. I'm reveling in the hot dog story. I, I don't. I got here too late to be a, a pal guy, so I'm I'm enjoying all the stories. Like uh, when my wife tells me about strawberries back in the day. <laughs> That's now, another I, one. Now we're going. Back. I still. 
Yeah, I still don't know what strawberries is, but she she remembers it vividly. I think GMAC, because ask GMAC about strawberries. Yeah. I, I don't think he'll talk to you about it for about two hours. I, I got think. here too late for that too, but there's not a person that isn't from here that says, oh, you missed the strawberry days. And I'm like, what? <laughs> World famous. Uh, DT, I mean, uh, you know, Caleros, you know, here's we got to talk about Caleros. This is the big story here. Um, but he, here's something that I know. I know that Zach Caleros doesn't have to practice going into the Grey Cup. The team yeah. seems to be confident he's good to go, and I, and I remember this, and I wanted to I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I remember Craig Dickinson last year at the West Final when Andrew Harris was questionable heading into that game. Craig said, "There's absolutely no way that he believes that Harris won't be good to go." When you look at this situation around Zach Caleros, do you feel the same way that Craig Dickinson was thinking about Andrew Harris last year in the West Final? Well, I can I can 100% confirm to you that Craig Dickinson thinks Kolaris is going to play in the Western uh, the Grey <laughs> yeah. Cup. I ran into him yesterday, yeah. uh, him and Kent Majeri, one of his assistant coaches, and they're both like, oh, there's no question that guy's playing. Remember Andrew Harris? The second I saw that, I knew he was playing. Uh, so there, there's no – and I think a lot of that is there's no question about if, if Zach has the least bit of chance to play, he's going to play. Right, the old uh, Ronnie Lott story, the old 49ers safety for folks who don't know had a had a thing where uh, the doctor's like, "Yeah, we can do surgery on your finger, and you'll be back, you know, back next season." And Ronnie was like, "What if you just cut it off?" Like, "Well, we could do that, and you could play next week." Like, get the saw, let's go. Right, it's <laughs> that kind of commitment to this is a big deal in the big game. So, Clarence isn't going to recommend having his foot cut off, but. If there is any chance he can play in the Grey Cup, he he is going to play. It the thing we don't know is is there any chance he can play and play effectively in the Grey Cup with with that ankle injury that we don't know the severity of, but it was bad enough to keep him out of practice yesterday. So along those lines, and I'm I'm with I'm with every. I think he plays. It's just a matter of how healthy he is and and how. Um, how good he is and we've talked about it if he doesn't yesterday with you dt so i i think we need to you know look at some other aspects of this game and i'm wondering about you know the game brady oliviera had um last week and the run game and how important that's going to be but also some of the receivers that regardless of who's throwing the ball or handing it off um how they match up against the argos in your mind yeah so oliveira's game was fantastic last week him and yeah. him and the offensive line combined to just pound it to to me to me, that's their that would be their second option, right? If Kalaros like because Kalaros this season, like the touchdowns left and right, and the incredible performances. If Kalaros and the passing game are going, you're you're going to ride that for the game till the fourth quarter. Then you're going to grind out the clock. But if the pass game isn't going, you're going to need to be Brady. If you're Toronto, you go well. If Kalaros and we'll know fairly, we'll, we'll try to diagnose fairly quickly what health he's in. Maybe we just stop the run game and dare Kalaros to, to beat us with, you know, one bad wheel. So they're going to have to work it on that. Uh, Dalton Schoen, he's been dealing with a knee injury. Uh, he he hit his under in last week's game. So uh, it, it hasn't been – I mean, the playoff game wasn't for him as good as the regular season was. Greg Ellingson, this is interesting. Uh, Greg Ellingson's had one catch in the two games he's been back. That's the lowest output he's ever had in a two-game stretch in his career. And his, he's got a long career – you know, six. This is his sixth visit to a Grey Cup. So, uh, but Ellingson and Kalaros in weeks one through whatever that was, six, seven, eight, were they? They looked like they they were split from the same embryo as kids. Like they were in the same mind, same brain. Everything was working perfectly. Rasheed Bailey, 
nine touchdowns. Nick Dembski, star of stars. And, man, Chris Edwards, the, the Argos defensive back, better be ready for Dembski on that corner route to the wide side. And then, oh, Drew Altarski can get it done. So uh, those, are, those are weapons Toronto has to be concerned with. Toronto's front is fantastic. And one of the first things people will point to, uh, I asked their head coach, Ryan Dinwiddie, what was strength of your team? He immediately went to their defensive backs, mm-hmm. Jamal Peters and Deshaun Amos and Chris Edwards and uh, to, and uh, McFadden on the corner. And you go, oh, yeah, actually, these guys are really good. So it's going to take the, the Bombers receivers at their best to uh, to get some off of this uh, off of this Argos defense because their strength is not offense. It's been their defense. And, and uh, yeah, it, it provides for some interesting potential matchups on Sunday. Derek Taylor, Voice of the Bombers here on 680 CJOB. Our Great Cup Week programming, hosting a two-hour special Saturday afternoon from 2 until 4, setting up Great Cup Sunday. We'll be holding a two-hour pregame show from 11 until 1, live from Regina, teeing up the big game on 680 CJOB at 5 o'clock, followed by our very own postgame show. Derek, have a lot of fun, man. I'm going to tell you that every time we talk, I'm going to say the same thing tomorrow, too. Yeah, it's been great so far. It'll only continue. Uphill from here. That's right. Okay. All right. Thanks, Derek. Uphill from here. Yeah, it's only uphill. Uphill. I like that. Uphill both ways. Massive snowstorm. No shoes. No shoes. You know, Greg Ellingson, I ran into at, you were there too, Cam, at the um, Bomber Legacy Dinner. Mm -hmm. And he said basically, essentially, and that was how many weeks ago, I'm healthy. It's just a matter of they don't want to, you know, when when you you have the record you have and you're healthy, you want to make sure, so you just keep waiting. I wonder if this Grey Cup game isn't built for a Greg Ellingson yeah. breakout. Like not, again, line, like baby. he was back in for the first time, I believe, or second time on uh, in the West Final. But I just you know fully healthy now, game or two under his belt, lurking people. You know, I don't know if they remember the first three weeks of the season. Him and Caleros were dynamic. No, he was the best receiver. I think he was leading the league in, yeah. in receiving yards, too. Uh, ask you guys to text in your favorite Timu Solani and Tempo Newman memories. Uh, as we go to break, I'll, I'll read a couple of these. Uh, Timu gave me his autograph on a $2 bill at a Guns N' Roses concert at the old arena in 92. I still have the $2 bill. I snuck over the boards when the lights went down and the crowd cheered, all that. I mean, at that point, a number of Jets players uh, uh, entered the bench area where I was standing. I was 19 years old at the time wearing my Levi's denim jacket. <laughs> Remember the jacket? It's probably a pretty sweet jacket. Wow. Was he wearing blue jeans too? The Canadian tuxedo, I, I almost guarantee it. Uh, hey guys, it's George. I saw all the Timu activities at the arena. He was such uh, it was such good hockey times. My favorite memory of Timu was when they used to sign autographs in the arena. Everyone would be set up at a different table around in a circle, and I walked up to him and I had cards in my hand. He signed them all for me, shook my hand, and thanked me for being a fan. And I thanked him for coming to Winnipeg. It was awesome. This is why Timu is so popular, is because there's so many of these stories. I, I job shadowed Tim Campbell of the Free Press. It just so happened to be the day before and the day of the game, Timu broke Mike Bossy's rookie goal-scoring record. I remember quickly talking to Solani after the game just prior to the media conference. I'll always remember what he said to me after I congratulated him on his record and hat-trick. He said, thank you, but I'm sorry we couldn't win the game for you. What a classy, classy person. This one from Patrick. Hi, guys. My favorite memories of Timu and Teppo. When our boys were very young, they met Teppo at a bank promotion. He was very and just fantastic with them. Timu earned all my 
my respect when he didn't fuss about his contract like Keith Kachuk did. You know, people have never forgot about that one. Uh, that for Patrick, he just wanted to play. And finally, we went to the Jets versus Ducks when Timu came back for the first time. Uh, we stuck around after hoping to get Timu's signature. We saw a lady in a Ducks jersey and was signed, so we approached her to see how she managed to get one. She looked uh, uh, kind of confused and said, well, I'm his mom, so <laughs> <laughs> we never uh, got to meet Timu, but we did meet his mom. She had good things to say about Winnipeg and her son's time here. Anyways, thanks so much for that, everybody. 204-780-6868. We got some Winnipeg Jets tickets to give away. Tickets! Tickets! Tuesday, November 29th, Hockey Fights Cancer Night versus the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we'll uh, go to break here, but the special Lavender game honoring those battling cancer and benefits, Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation, and the pediatric treatments they support. We'll be right back. We'll give those Winnipeg Jets tickets away. Caller 7! Caller 7! Tickets! Tickets! Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Oh, we're giving away tickets to Tuesday, November 29th's game against the Colorado Avalanche on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Well, here we go. Right right before we do this? Yeah, go ahead. Our good friend, Winnipeg's good friend, actually, Jay Kilgore from Finns, texted me this photo. Favorite team of memory in Anaheim the night they retired his number. He saw us in a suite from the ice, and he came up to hang out with us during the game. And I remember Kilgore had this picture, and he shared it back then. Um, another buddy of mine, Trevor Knott, was there. He was sharing pictures of it. But literally, they went down to take it all in, and Timu just saw them up in the box during the ceremony and during the game later came in and said, hey, guys. Yeah, that's that's why people love him, honestly. Yeah. It's just stuff like that. Good uh, stuff, Sorry, Jake. caller one, caller one. We're giving oh. them away. Or caller two, caller two. Caller three. Sorry, no. Matt. Number Sorry. one in our hearts, oh, Yeah, always. Number four. Sorry, caller four. Four. Caller five. Oh, this is Sorry, when it gets caller five. This is when it gets ugly. I yeah. hate doing this. Caller six. Oh, I'm sorry, Six. Man. I know. You're trying to tell us where to go, but that's okay. Hello, who's this? It's Paul. 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 Paul, yes, Paul, 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 Paul. Who what is it? Sorry, is this? You, Paul? Did you say Hungarian, Paul? It is, yeah. Paul, Hungarian Paul. He's the yes. seventh caller in. You're yes. seventh. Something has finally worked out for us Hungarians. Curtis Kalach. We got goulash. Goulash. <laughs> we got Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> we got a strong swimming program, and we got you tickets to a Jets game. You're going to the game. <laughs> All right, Paul. I'm going to pop you on hold. We're going to get your information. Jeffrey Forche, we're going to. We got only about 30 seconds. You want to get one more Timu story in here? Um, uh, Timu stories, not pal stories. Ha ha, LOL. Uh, I met <laughs> I met Timu before his rookie season backstage at a Tragically Hip concert when I was 10. My dad spotted Phil Housley, encouraged me to go to meet him. Phil introduced me to the newest jet, Timu. I looked at both of them and asked them if they were there to meet the hip too. They laughed, and about 10 seconds later, a security guard called my dad and over to meet the hip in their dressing room. Wow, what a day. We met oh, Gord wow. and the rest of the band. Phil and Timu did not. Love Timu. Can't wait to get to the ceremony down at the arena today. I'm going to be there. I'm hyped up. Pre-game show at 5, puck drop at 7, Hall of Fame night. You know what? Just meditate on all the children that wouldn't exist in this city without the Palomino. Lots of pal babies out there. My cousin Troy, his wife Marina, my two cousins Ali and Shay, Palomino babies. That's a lot of Palomino babies. That's in my, lot of, my family. That's only my family. One friend described the Palomino once and said, I just like to go and smell the desperation sometimes. Jim told to take you all the way till 3 o'clock. Thank you very much to Jeffrey Fortier for producing the show. I'll be back. Sam Dabnoro. See ya. Let's go, Jets. Let's go. Hall of Fame night. Hungarian Timo, Paul. Timo Solani. 
Teppo Newman in. Let's go, baby. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.